0: This week on Erotic Awakening is Kenya a Doormat, planning a scene, and reviewing your kinky submissions. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an
1: exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening
0: right now. Right Patriot <laughs> supporters receive a free version of the audiobook, Play amory Toolkit, as well as ad-free early access to podcasts, free ebooks, books inclusive chats, and pictures of things I can't mention, and other content.
1: Check out all the options at com.
0: Thank you to all our supporters, like our newest supporter, Mel.
1: Thanks, Mel. Right. And everyone else. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Hi Katie. Katie. <laughs> Hi. All
0: right. You are, Kevin. Today on the podcast, we are joined in studio by the infamous Kevin and Katie. As a result of, and actually this happened because just two episodes ago, we did a podcast episode about doormats. And Katie mentioned, oh, I know about doormats. I published an article about doormats. And it seems like maybe, perhaps, your view, Katie, doormats is different than what we described on the podcast. First off, welcome back to being on the show. Thank you very much. Two times in 13 years.
1: That's pretty good. Almost 14. We hit 14 in three weeks. That we've known each other? No, 14 years of the podcast. Oh, we're thinking no. All right. We know, you know, know each other. Since your title year. 2011. Yeah. So 2011 is when we would have been up Do Canada. math. Somebody quick. Yeah. And it's 2023. Mm-hmm. She's almost there. I'm almost there. 11 years? 11 years? No. 12, Twelve years? Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> <It's... And laughs> except, well,
2: except we're barely into 2023. So it 11 into... years unless they came in like January. Oh, we up.
1: came in February. February 14th.
2: So we're coming off so all Cal, yeah. coming short of. But I was expecting here. the podcast to get
0: better from here. It won't. This is what we're doing. <laughs> we're, gonna we're
3: gonna do gonna math <laughs> math and chronology.
0: So, Dawn, back on episode um two episodes ago, uh 644, I think it was, we were talking about how can I embrace the idea of being a true submissive and Everybody eye rolled already of the term true submission. So we'll get back to that in a moment. Oh, they
1: eye rolled. I'm trying to remember surrender. <laughs> <The word used laughs> was to surrender. truly
0: surrender and embrace my surrendering or slave heart, as some people call it, and not be a doormat, still protect myself emotionally. And I the perspective that we were using is the idea that sometimes people will just give up their own ethics and views and, and just let their dominant person roll over them. Um, so, Katie, you pointed out a, a something that you posted to Life a while ago about doormats. Um, and I think maybe your definition of or your view of doormats might be a little different than what we're describing.
2: I think the place to start is the general use of the term is pejorative. I don't want to be a doormat. I don't want to be thought of as a doormat.
3: I'm, Doormats
2: are a bad thing. I'm
3: submissive, not
2: a doormat. I'm submissive, not a doormat. So okay. starting with the idea that um, the vast majority of people say that is a thing to be avoided. Fair. Yep.
3: And what we wanted to talk about to, in this podcast is the, that kind of prejudice only addresses one aspect of the enactment of being a doormat. We're in a community where you can be a footrest, a table, a piece of property, a fuck toy. Um, and but a doormat is disdained. It's just another thing you have laying around your house you make good use of, kind of thing. But for some reason that has become that that terminology has become something that is disdained. And I know people that have what other people would describe as being a doormat kind of role, and they thrive in it. And so I, I think that sometimes Hearing that, for them, they feel like they don't have a space, perhaps, in the community. And I was t- saying to Kevin the other um, earlier today, um, I liken it to if somebody's really into women's rights and women's and activists and everything else. She might say, for example, "I'm a powerful woman. I'm a successful woman. I'm not some kitten." And then somebody in our community is is a kitten, loves being a kitten, wants to be cuddled and stroked, and is soft and fluffy and all those things. And, and so it's been said in a pejorative way, but that person means it w- about one thing, about her power and her strength. And this person's like, oh, but that's what I love to be. And so I just wanted to talk about how you could love to be a doormat, how it could be hot or it could be healthy in a relationship even, and what that might look like.
0: So do you identify
3: as a doormat? I have. Okay. Not at this very moment, but I certainly have at certain
0: times for reasons. For so- sure. I understand what, if you identify as a kitten or if you identify as a, as a boy, or if you identify as this or that, what would you say is the definition of I identify as a doormat? Or, or even what did it look like for you? Okay. Um, so can I talk
3: about the hot part first and then we'll talk about the, practical, the healthy and practical part. Okay. So the hot part of being a doormat, throw me on the ground, put your foot in my throat, Put me in a place where I'm small and quiet and you loom over me. Wipe your cum on me. Use me for your service. Ignore me. Soak me. split me down. Make me dirty. Place me where I'm most convenient to you. And every once in a while, hose me off so you can use me some. Okay, to me, that's like literally being a, in a doormat situation mm-hmm. yep. of doing something really hot. And being in, um, what's it called? When you're
1: objectification, right? When you're being mm-hmm. in a, in a place bit, like that. And it is hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of us will say that's hot. I mm-hmm. not exactly what we're looking for. Yes. So very
3: <laughs> similar to like uh, a sex toy kind of mm-hmm. situation. But even less regard maybe for what that person is. Are they going to have an orgasm? Who cares? Just, mm-hmm. just wipe off on them. There's the hot for me. What do you think? Didn't like that?
2: That was shut it? And roamed. <laughs> i'll be in my bedroom <laughs> um no that was the the objectification part of being a doormat is is super hot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um the piece where this episode and the other one intersect is what does that mean in terms of being powerless or overly passive or something mm-hmm. like that and so there's the there's the the sexy part, the objectification part. There's trickier aspect mm-hmm. around powerlessness yes. and whether that is healthy powerlessness or um, being taken advantage of or being being um, used in some way that isn't healthy for you.
0: Mm-hmm. I love your term, overly passive. Negative definition of a dormant somebody who is overly passive because being passive is okay sometimes. Overly passive suggests you're doing it at a detriment to yourself,
2: failing to hold any boundaries, mm-hmm. for instance, um, apologizing for things you didn't do, or whatever so, some variant of excessive passive passes.
3: Just keep on putting i's and s's until more... you become a river, right? Do enough of that.
2: Um so I guess the, the question is then, or are, are there times when are the times you can be extremely passive, you can be a dormant and not have it be an unhealthy or appropriate experience?
1: Yes. so and that's that's the hard part for for me is that I can remember at the beginning. Um, someone explaining what their power exchange looked like, and I heard it as doormat in the negative sense, right? And sometimes you don't oh, you don't really know if it's a negative thing or a positive thing. It's just the feeling within yourself that, then you label that emotion. For me, it felt negative. For me, it felt too passive and too whatever. And I remember looking at Dan, going, "I can't do that. If that's what submissiveness is and being a slave is, I can't." that you know i have my own thing i want to do
2: so for instance um if you work work all day in service your service is ignored and you are not appreciated for it Person, the leader comes in undermines that hard work you know walks through the the clean kitchen leaving dust and debris and, and food particles everywhere on their way off to their masterly encounter with India, right um so so that's hard work that has ignored or potentially you well know, messed up giving without any feedback or appreciation that sounds like a burnout path that sounds like yeah. being a doormat where you're giving without getting back. And yet, I think that there are a lot of follower types love the idea of, I am in service, work my heart out, and I do not need a pat on the nose. I don't need a pet on the head. I don't need to say, oh, good boy, I want to do that and not have anyone even acknowledge me. Mm-hmm. And that's hot. kind of follower i want to be an idol so does that mean they're a or does that mean that they have selected a super intense kind of service where their service does not need to be noticed
1: i I get it and over the years i've come across people in those type of relationships and it is what they want you know the friend of ours that wanted to uh she got offered to to live in a cage
0: i love so i'm gonna question that. Okay. How many of those couples do you currently know that are living in that situation? For various reasons,
1: though, and I don't know if it's because of that they're not in those relationships, but I don't know if, I forget the phrase, causation is something. Correlation equals causation. Correlation equals causation. I knew there were C's in there and couldn't remember what it was. So I don't know if it's because of that or because of something else, right? So... I I don't know. I mean, there's so many options with how we design power exchange relationships, right? And what we consensually do. What I said I could not do, that example that I had at the very beginning, was because I was still terrified of getting to a place of being able to surrender. Right. She, what she was doing Really was like, oh fuck! I can't, I can't do that. That's not something I can do here. I can do this. I can submit to this, but not all of that, right?
2: That extreme may not ever be good for most people,
3: or long term, or
2: long term. For
3: some people, it might be, it, it a, be a temporary a thing,
2: a hot weekend, or with a particular person when with them, I'm the a doormat in my normal life, i just a follower. Just. Just a follower. No, i just
0: I discounted follow, all my service. I follow, on <laughs> I follow in a
2: different way. Write your hate
0: mail to Kevin <laughs> <at laughs> Kevin.com. <laughs> just
1: so, so, Katie, you said you have done this at different times. Yes. So it, is, is there anything that specifically triggers that wave as to when that happens? Or is it just a desire that you poke at every now and then? Or... What, what kind of happens, if you don't mind sharing? No,
3: that's, that's a great question. So I, what I shared before was just the hot, sexy parts, but the actual healthy part that I've seen, and Kevin and I have been together for 20 years now um, in an authority transfer relationship for the whole time. And there's been some times in my life where I've ended up in a real low spot. And you would think that's a place where a person would need to be build up their self-esteem and, and, and praise them a lot and um, give them chances to grow and get their feet back underneath them. But when I end up, in a real low spot like that, um, whether it's, it's, and usually it's a combination of stressors and being physically unwell at the same time will just bring me down. And when I'm like that, I do better with being micromanaged. Mm -hmm. Kevin just steps up his authority on me and is more in control of what my daily tasks are or how long I do something for, or what I'm going to do next. And he doesn't send me off with autonomy. Go make your day, go make it successful, get your to-do list and where you go work through it. And let me, you know, that would be a usual thing, but instead he contains me. And then I just can have this kind of peaceful place that I have a lot less stress in. And it allows me to be very small, no opinions, um no options no extra thoughts even just a real peaceful almost a meditative i would say place of being that i can kind of recharge and get myself back together maybe change my brain chemicals a little bit um and and get myself into a healthier place and sometimes that has lasted for up to i would say one time when i was really unwell and we had a couple lot months maybe yeah maybe a couple of months and kevin and it worked very tuned into each other in that um our dynamic is flexible and will 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 change like that and be still healthy and not feel like one of us
1: is not being, um,
2: in our place, in our
1: place. In, That's
3: what I would say. Or yes.
2: failing at our role in some yeah.
1: way. So, so you, you, uh, exist in ways that kind of match your emotions well, and what you need at the moment. How, <laughs> okay.
0: how, about, and longevity?
1: Yeah. how about that? And, longevity? <laughs> yes. um,
3: and I don't know how, I mean, to, how do you feel the few times that I've been in the situation and I will say one of the key phrases we've used because you end up with these things after it's happened twice is something, I will say something like, um, just tell me what you need next. Just tell no. me what to do next. And he knows that I'm, I'm really kind of floundering and I just need that extra oversight and the extra bit of care and containment.
2: And, and I, I would love if you share
3: how that makes you feel as a leader.
2: Do you feel burdened? No. Um, I, it's an interesting thing you asked that because um, if you were a terrible space when that happens, be an interesting, super sexy thing to do for a period of time. I'm just a little robot girl, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Never- <laughs> 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 um, we're back to the hot. But um, usually when you want to be just controlled like that, it because you don't have much left Mm -hmm. Um, and so rather than being hot and sexy that's a spot of real um satisfaction i can take care of you and that i can manage us and that i can do do the things necessary to um keep us healthy and, and and let you still be functional without having to be the, the, functional the amazing way you normally mm-hmm. are yeah. uh, you, you don't have to generate options and solve problems and be brilliant you have to serve exceptionally and micromanage mm-hmm. and so there's there's some mm-hmm. satisfaction and some pride i can mm-hmm. be in that place for you that you can do that thing for me and even in really really shitty times um we, we have that as an option.
1: So you've kind of created this as a way of taking care of the mental health, right? Mm-hmm. so being the doormat to take care of your yeah. mental health. Isn't that a strange thing when people yeah. say that
3: people that are in that doormat position, that's not good for them mentally. And I'm saying if, if I'm in a struggling place, and like I said, it's usually a combination of, of stress, so it's a mental fatigue and a physical fatigue. Fatigue of being ill or just being um, having too many tasks going on, and I'm not feeling really well. That's where it really benefits me. But choosing your leader wisely is part of that.
2: We've also seen people probably as an outsider perspective, we would say, wow, that person's really in a dormant sort of role, Not, not a whole lot of power, not a whole lot of praise, not a whole lot of those other things. And we we identify those people as maybe not super competent, not not a whole lot of skills, maybe, or maybe not a whole lot of of um yeah, maybe not a whole lot of skills. Personal resources. Personal resources. And so that then the question is, are they in some way being taken advantage of? And there's a, a really crafty leader who has latched on to a vulnerable person and made them into a doormat. Or is that a person with low resources, low skills? That There is a leader who is surrounding them, guiding them, letting them be of service and gain something.
1: And maybe get help.
2: From being in a doormat position, providing service. and And, so- and
1: I'm... I'm betting that's what was going on with that first p- person, right, that I came across where I'm like, oh my God, I can't do that. And then, and then I say, I can't do that. Yet in our fight protocol year, our second year together, I had two people try to do interventions with me because they thought I was being a doorman. And instead, I was in a happy place. I didn't have to talk to people. I got to walk in behind Dan, not be introduced, just be my quiet self, not have to do bugs. I would, oh, I was, ex- that was my plan.
2: <laughs> so, so you spent a year as a doormat and loved it?
1: <laughs> the second year of our relationship, which would have been right after.
2: I think that's a <laughs> great conversation for the podcast. We're <laughs> right stop right there.
0: I think that one of the keys, uh, uh, Katie, you said it, then Kevin said it almost right after that was for this to work, there's a, a suggestion that you need more than a competent leader but a leader that can you can have that level of trust be it i am at my lowest don't break me and by the way i am at a space that if you want you could destroy me yeah here's my absolutely. credit card information yeah. here's my bank account yeah. here's my dna test whatever you want <laughs> take it do whatever you need to do with it absolutely
3: and the level of trust and vulnerability is um, takes years, I would say, years to, to build mm-hmm. to, to meet even the first couple of years with you. Um, I wasn't, I never ended in a spot. I, I would dig in my toes when I got low and, and just rally myself forth and not think that's a resource I could use, mm-hmm. and he just needs that information and he'll know what he needs to do for me. And we didn't have that interaction or that level of skill or flexibility at the start.
2: So, an interesting question that I, I think you're getting at is um maybe we're consensus what okay so maybe it's not so bad to be a doormat maybe sometimes either for sexy reasons or for resilience reasons or whatever may or or because that's a style of service you really want to experience where you give without regard and you get nothing in return for some period of time um maybe, maybe that's an okay thing for some folks sometimes in some ways but is it okay to be a doormat for an irresponsible or incompetent or asshole leader? And and so I, I think the question comes: uh, is being a doormat sure as long as you have turned over the level of authority where you are you are laid bare and having boots wiped on you to someone who's going to break you in that process. Maybe that um, dor- what'd you call it? dormatism? Dormatidum. Dormatidum? Yeah. That's Dormatidum. A terrible word. <laughs> um, is is acceptable choice or a way of life for some period of time. And maybe it's a very a variant of consensual non consent even. I'm going to let you use me hard and wipe your boots and walk away, right? Who you do that makes a big difference whether that experience is going to be terrible for you or satisfying, or safe
1: yeah so, so that's my that's why i'm nodding my head here because it's like oh I, I feel like we need to dig into that but i don't know how right so um being the doormat in a healthy way right in a needed way with a master that is okay with taking the responsibility for not breaking you or or whatever right but then you have And sometimes you you don't, I was going to say, sometimes you don't know it unless you see it, but that's not right either because we can't judge from the outside what's going on on the inside. But what do you do? How do you know if it's a positive thing or a negative thing? I mean, sometimes people are, now I don't want to use the word doormats. Sometimes people have not set their boundaries or stuck to their boundaries and now they're in a bad place and they don't know how to get out. Whatever word that is. I mean. Abuse. Yeah, well, exactly. So how... I, the question that's on the tip of my tongue is, is how do you know the difference? Well, am I supposed to know the difference for me?
2: One, one of the weird things about this community is that there is fair amount of abuse, and it is super hard to detect because, one, there's maximum tolerance. you You, you don't interfere in the way other folks do things. And second, because... Sometimes bruises are abuse, and sometimes they're foreplay. Sometimes and crying is right. Oh yeah, and so it's
1: not a safe word for
3: oh, me. And, right.
2: and so, um, from the outside, it is super hard to tell, especially when folks have extreme edge play kind of relationship, Just seen relationships mm-hmm. where I'm allowed to pass hold to that follower because that's what we've negotiated. Can come home, had a bad day, and just throw them across the kitchen table and break a few dishes on their face. Of, and then go play, <laughs> and then go play video games because I vented, right?
0: And
3: that's
2: why, yeah, right? That might be what they've negotiated. It's so hard to call, it. and so yeah. for for me walking past the outside, I'd go, "Holy shit! I better call the police." And for them, they're like, "Phew, that was great, <laughs> that right?" Beats, right. right? So, um, uh-huh. it is right. So it's, I think it's super hard to figure out as an outsider, unless you're willing to break the cardinal rule of going up to them and saying are you okay Mm -hmm. or was that abuse tell me how your relationship works so i know whether to judge you or help you right Right. or whatever
3: and so maybe is not so much what this um discussion is about how do you uh how do you know that in others how do you observe it or or um attend to that in others and 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 instead it's What do you think inside when you hear that word or you're being treated like that? Does it feel like it's wrong because everybody's been saying it's wrong? Or does it feel right for the moment and more of an internal rather than an external um, judgment
2: process? That's the point is you and I want to acknowledge and give space to folks who find satisfaction in that not have them feel like that's a sort of word is is negative or is
3: without without describing more what you mean by it just by that terminology i was thinking of the example you are giving and thinking back to one of the times when i was really working just under your complete authority in every moment and i was we were in in a renovation i was sitting on a floor and we were putting i was putting down subfloor it was the simplest job he could give me and he said, put, put these screws in every four inches, everywhere there's a mark on this board, put the screws in with this drill. This is the way you do it. This is when you know the screw is deep enough. When you finish the task, come and talk to me. I'll tell you the next thing. And it was like very, very clear, concise. Here's your job. When it's done, the next job I'll have for you. And I was sitting on the floor. It wasn't even hard on me physically. I was sitting down. And if somebody came in and saw him saying that, just anybody. Treating you like a child yeah, or something. Yeah, do this. Do exactly this way. Do it all. When it's done, I'll tell you the next thing. they would be like, this is a grown woman who's a competent and run businesses and raised families. Why are you talking to her like that? But it was exactly what I needed at the moment.
1: So, so with that interaction, you were actually sitting in your seat of power. That's the words that came into my head. Hmm. You're actually in your seat of power going through that wave of needing that sort of micromanagement, yes, right? Absolutely. Kevin's in his seat of power because he can, he's taken responsibility for that and to lead you in that way. Mm-hmm. And your seat of power is just to follow until you can breathe. Yeah, exactly.
2: yes, exactly. Right? So what, one of the interesting things is um, in BDSM subculture, we often take terminology from side world We repurpose it. We use it within the community in a way that other folks don't mean and kind of that's okay. I think in this case we've adopted the world's meaning and looked up doormat, someone who tolerates terrible treatment from their partner. Well, (laughs) (laughs) from-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we just look dead off <laughs> at each other
2: you know i'm not sure how you define terrible treatment but i think some of the folks in our community might you know be seen as doing terrible treatment um failing to stand up for yourselves
1: well if you Turned over authority. He turned over authority, right?
2: How are you standing up for yourself? You're 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 subjugating your your preferences to someone else's preferences by choice. Oh, so there there's an interesting thing where those are terrible things. The way we do them isn't a <laughs> terrible. Thing. And so, yes, they're doormats, and we can be healthy doormats, right? Mm-hmm. We've stolen the word and still attached those meanings. The dirtier meaning, but those meanings are very strange in our world because you have given to someone else and you are doing a shitty job or thrown at you.
3: Boots with your tongue or whatever it might be. Right, Depends
1: right. <laughs> <me. laughs> what's on the boots. Wait, wait. I withdraw that.
0: Goes back to our refried beans conversation prior to the podcast. From earlier, really yeah. No, <laughs> no. So one more question for you, if I may. How do I, as a, how do I guard my emotional health as a dorm? Because it is still, whether you're a doormat or not, is it not? Or is it even your responsibility
2: to guard your emotions? That's interesting because for some of the people that are doormats, they are doing, um, because of lack of skill, potentially lack of resources and understanding boundaries, understanding how to stand up for themselves, understanding being assertive um, may be beyond their, their skill set. And so their ability to guard themselves may be minimal. And that's why they are in that role. Um,
3: puts a lot of responsibility on leader. To, to be
2: a pro-social leader. Yes. I would love to do a podcast episode about pro social.
3: Don't say that to Dan. He'll have us on tomorrow. I love it.
0: I don't know what it means, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> what are you doing on the I'm anti social. <laughs> <person. laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so you, you would need to have a good leader if you were going, if you don't have the skill to monitor those boundaries yourself, you would have to hope that your your owner was sensitive and wise and and growth enhancing ethical, ethical and all of those things. Uh, I think for folks that are skillful, choose that relationship kind of like a CNC relationship or, or whatever. Um, You have to assume that they have consensually engaged in that behavior. They also know, have the ability to self monitor and say, are my needs still being met within this relationship style? Um, I I agreed to not be appreciated for my work. Am I now starting to be resentful about the work I'm doing because I'm not being appreciated? Some of those self-moderating things would have to be their responsibility They agreed to that form of relation.
1: Makes sense.
3: And not actually look at the leaders who end up with uh, followers that seek that role or need that role and not look at them as maybe predators predators and abusers. Some of them and and we've even had this in our discussion group where people a leader would say something like, I really am attracted to people, need to be contained and guided and have their self-esteem grow slowly in my hands. And I will I will hold their world and keep them together while we I get them healthier and give them projects that they can succeed at and they gradually grow and become whole again. He just loved that level of responsibility and service. And there was nothing predatorial about what he was saying mm-hmm. in our, I mean, I don't know him, but in the discussion group, the way he explained that, he said, that's very satisfying and fulfilling. It's like, I'm a teacher and a mentor and, and I'm loving and caring
2: for this as a service. Yeah.
3: And so I thought, wow, that's a lot of responsibility, first of all. And but he, and,
2: and an outsider might look at that person and say, wow, you are a fully functional leader. And you've got this floundering person as your follower, you must have selected them because you can lord it over them. You must have selected them
3: for for some
2: nefarious reason.
1: Yeah, some people don't don't see it as service or can't believe that someone would want to give that much service. Right is is my thought.
2: So well, and it's the leader service, right? Which is right kind Kind of
1: of like the
3: daddy kind of situation in a way is often feels like the i'm not going to get too deep down far down that path, that kind of level of caretaking and nurturing is, is one of the things i would say but yeah. it's it's an interesting thing if you people that are listening to this say wow i really i could really use that for a little while in my life or that's the kind of leader i could maybe thrive and be more healthy with to have Have the strength and the fortitude to have that discussion with somebody or your partner, if you're with them right now, to say, would that be satisfying to you? Would that be fulfilling to you? Is that a role you'd be willing to take? How would that feel? Would it feel like a burden? Would you end up with, like what's it called, Um, decision-making fatigue or and things like that? And have that discussion before you actually get even close to stepping into that role. And really get some feedback about what kind of leader you would end up in before you become that vulnerable.
0: Agree. Excellent. Right. So when it comes so we'll just save the two top the pro social, authority transfer versus power exchange, avoiding predators in service leadership for upcoming podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh Dawn, if I wanted to know when all those podcast episodes were coming, I could ask us in person in Detroit, in Toronto, in Pennsylvania, or Maryland, but I don't know when we're going to be there.
1: So we'll keep up with all of our events, book news, discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter.
0: So, or,
1: get your EA And,
0: not (laughs) or, and not or. Hey, we should write a book. And, not or. Get your EA shout out like O's from the USA.
1: Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today.
0: So um beyond that, beyond that great conversation, Katie, name one thing that makes a scene work. Um intensity. Dawn, name one thing that makes a scene work. Someone that's strong enough to dominate me. Ooh, Kevin, make one name one thing that makes a scene work. And for gosh sakes, you've had plenty of time to think about this. <laughs>
2: Orgasms.
0: <laughs> love and love <laughs> that's his favorite thing in the scene. Dan, what's yours? I like uh, the ones that you guys all set. No, you, you had, had the most time of all planning for fuck's sake. Oh, planning. you do like the planning. Oh, You're the
3: most spontaneous person I've ever met, but you plan.
0: I plan being spontaneous. Right? <laughs> there a... is so uh, that's so. Here's what we're doing with our toy bag. Our toy bag, right, is this huge duffel bag full of crap and because Dawn's Su- i've organized before but because don's who she everything is in its own little plastic bag great because that's Dawn's fashion organizing the problem with that is this yes that cool. allows you to be spontaneous but it also it's an overload of spontaneity so we're going to break it into six smaller toy bags
1: so more more like scene bags Instead of like, I've got all the Sharpies in one thing, yeah. all the implements. And you have little. to open up everything you you have have to have one still open up everything. So yeah. if we could do like little scene bags, we just pick a bag and go. And it's got everything in it you need.
0: Right. So this, this idea I of don't being. I not he was aware that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> improvisational is fine, but you got it. You can't just say you're on a blank go. It's like you've walked into a house and the, roof, and the walls are yellow. It's a 10 by 10 house. There's a door in the front and a door in the back. And there's a green cat hanging from the chandelier. Go. I would. <laughs> Absolutely go. You would leave.
2: Well, you know, a 10 by 10 house with two doors sounds like a shed. <laughs> uh, a two door shed with a with a hanging cat.
3: So that's what you're talking about. The planning would be that much. Just a framework and and one kind of accessory hanging in there.
0: Some kind of a, we will show up at 8 p.m.
2: Um, with the, with the blue toy bag. With the blue, with the toy, blue toy, bag. toy bag.
1: Which right? could be implements or it could be chemicals.
0: <laughs> It'd be chemicals. It could
1: be a burning clit or a burning ass. What?
0: Side notes.
1: Oh. <laughs> you were thinking cinnamon oil. On was like cheap thinking. <laughs> um, oh. Have- I can't say, oh no, or that'd be the next.
0: Did you know you can get <laughs> ginger paste? Uh-oh. And ginger puree, puree.
1: Have you done
3: this to your dog?
0: oh no. So, Stop.
3: Okay. Well, their dog name is named Ginger. I'm not <laughs> <saying> <laughs> that they're going to. You're sorry. Meat. You can edit that out. Uh, sure. So then, if I want to support the <laughs> podcast,
0: <laughs> all. all right. So now, uh, other than that, Dawn. Oh, <laughs> I know what I wanted to do was we have. I am way, way behind on the Discord, and people are posting all the things. So what we're going to do tonight is a new segment of the show called, um, make Kevin and Katie do it, make Kevin and Katie do it. Kevin. <laughs> uh, so one of you is going to describe uh, a picture and then the other one can describe a picture. And this is all stuff that comes across on our, our this discord is, This group. is our
1: picture, not safe for work channel that is for our patrons on our discord channel.
0: And the only reason that we point out, oh, listeners, that it's on our private patron channel is not to make you feel bad, but to make you kick up some bucks and join our patron channel. Oh, wait, was that a little too...
2: On the nose? On the the nose? nose? Yeah, that's... that's...
0: Okay. All right, so this is our not safe work. Um, This first one, one of you should read. Katie should read that, probably. Something Something Katie would read. Butt liquor used to be an insult as a kid. Look at y'all. <laughs> uh, and then we have, I don't know how you describe that. Oh, look at that. I pressed the button.
2: It's oh. a Dark Elf from WoW being attacked by
3: tentacles. Oh, no, there's no... There are suctions and, and it has little pointy arrows on each of the little appendages and Kermit the Frog just wearing to... a captain suit and watching with very big pop eyes.
0: Curious about why Kermit the Frog was there. Yes. Uh, then we have a toy bag that includes two rubber chickens. You know,
3: those really annoy me in this scene.
2: I... Because I, I mean, too. I, I do. I, actually I literally see judgmental, but I've seen people be with the rubber chickens. And if it's
3: happening next to you, it doesn't matter how wonderful or intense or if you're heading for an orgasm, that big just really changes the ruined thing. orgasm becomes the title of the thing
0: funnily enough people think we're just talking shit but over the years in different dungeons you I, we have all seen yep. people playing with these rubber chickens yes and i've seen a rubber chicken flogger and i totally agree with you for some reason yeah feel free have fun in the play space but those fuckers are annoying those need yeah, to go home does. do that in home yeah, just because it, it actually changes the mood. All right, we'll skip through some of those. Those are personal. Oh. Yeah, now we already talked about those. Okay. Food on boobs. Don, I don't know if we talked about. Oh yeah. So is that oh, Super Mario? Except, except that's that's um, Princess. uh yeah. plant
3: She's coming out of one of. <laughs> she's coming out of the pipes. Okay. And she's getting. And know, she might that...
2: be coming into that play. No, <laughs> into that. Oh, my <laughs> goodness.
3: And then that red plant head with the sharpie teeth is licking her cheek. Oh, See, man, I so...
0: thought that was little, little Shop, shop of Horrors. On said Mario. Look, Mario, Mario too, uh,
3: she's getting forward. her plumbing fixed.
2: I so, no, should forward that. Oh, what do
3: you think about that one? Wow. Plantain. Mm-hmm. That's Bananarella. Those are banana t- and if yeah, You know, I've
2: heard of he- it. <laughs> banana Banana. <laughs> I've heard of banana tits.
3: Those are amazing. Okay. Wow. D- why do you get all these tendril things? I wonder. The tentacle things? Yeah. yeah why tentacle? Would you do? Oh, Z. Okay. <laughs> so this one then, here, like when they spooge out the end like that, when the tentacles spooge out, do you think that that has sperms in it? Or do you think it's just phlegm? Limb?
2: Don't
1: gross it up,
2: me! Gross enough. Katie, why <laughs> did you ruin everything?
0: And then we have some beautiful uh, Minotaurus, a, uh some beautiful painted glass. We won't let Katie see because she'll suggest is this it... also.
3: No,
2: no. Well, wow. no, it's beautiful,
3: actually. Look, at this. that's stained glass. Yeah, that is amazing. Is it in a church? That would be even more. amazing. <laughs> that's a...
2: Holy smokes, wow. that's amazing. Yeah. So really, Minotaurus awesome. has someone... Why don't I own those? That's amazing.
1: Gorgeous. So yeah, so beautiful stuff on. Our patron channel. And naughty. Melty? Naughty. Oh, not- oh. naughty. Naughty. Alright, why don't you guys do
0: this
2: last part? Well, every other Seven's line.
3: Kevin's got a great voice.
2: Do the other do, do every other line. Which last part? Uh, take a moment. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends.
3: Feel free to reach out to us. We love it.
2: Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say... We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Links from
3: the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. <laughs> or just email us. Dan and Don, Erotic Awakening, no S, not Erotic Awakening, you fool.com.
2: <laughs> or just email us. You just did that.
0: they thoughts
2: <laughs>
1: They did everything.
0: Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Bye, thank you. Bye-bye.